0: Hello and welcome to the Mind Body Free podcast where we unpack what it means to heal and be alive on this wild ride on earth. I'm your host Abigail Moss and today I talk with a very special guest, a friend of mine who lives in Bali, Indonesia and she has an interesting story of being born with gifts and navigating them through life and being, you know, perceived as different than your average person who may or may not be tuned in with those gifts within themselves and as healers we often do feel a sense of not belonging and while that is can be very painful as you heal that you can start to realize the power of that of being different of being able to be a change maker in this world and bring light to places that are dark So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. And without further ado, please enjoy. Thank you so, so much for coming in and talking with me today. I'm so excited to introduce you. It is such a pleasure to get to introduce you. Um, I met Barbara last year. In Bali, when I went to get my first tattoo, <laughs> and she was this beautiful, charming woman that walked in and just lit up the room and was so open hearted and so warm hearted and she had all of this knowledge around um, around helping my tattoo to heal faster around plants and wellness and you just a wellspring of of knowledge and warmth. And I just find you incredibly fascinating. And it is such a huge privilege to get to talk with you today. So I'm speaking, my guest is Barbara Van Koten. And um, she is a problem solving happiness coach. And um, she's, she's many, many things. And um, yeah, thank you for being here.
1: (laughs) I'm so happy to be here. I'm Feel very blessed, um, invited. Thank you very much.
0: Oh, thank you. It is a, a blessing for me too. Um, and so you are living in Bali now, but you, yes. you, where are you from?
1: I'm born in Belgium. I'm a bit of of an international person because yes um when I'm here I'm a bit of a stranger for everybody because I I have a bit of mixed skin they call me like a, a peanut kacang because my skin is not black not white but also not brown because I'm from uh, mixed parents my father is from Indonesian Chinese Dutch um and my mother is uh, Dutch and uh from Holland so yes I'm I'm mixed and yeah, so I'm a bit stranger everywhere even in the country I'm born in, but yes, I um uh, I lived yeah, I'm born in Belgium, lived in France and then in Indonesia the last 10 years.
0: I I'm sure that brings with it it's it's unique um pluses, pros and cons. You said not, you know, being home wherever you are, but that could also be a benefit in some ways.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> Yes. um, Sometimes it's weird, you know, like when I was born in uh, when I'm born in Belgium and then people ask me, what's your nationality? (laughs) And I say, yes, Dutch. (laughs) And then say, oh, I thought Moroccan, uh, Spanish, Italian. (laughs) Yeah, don't give up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, people. And it's interesting. I was talking to a friend about this the other day. We try to put people Try to make it easy to label. The mind wants to put people, to categorize, to separate and make sense of things. And when something or someone is just their own being, it's like, oh, this is disconcerting. (laughs) The mind doesn't know what to make. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So tell me more about what it means to be a problem-solving happiness coach. How did you get into doing that?
1: Um, I guess uh, I'm born into it. Since I was a child, people already asked me for advice as long as I can remember. And when I was a little child, I thought that was quite normal. I also had an opinion about everything. I was ahead of things, you know, like I'm born in the sixties and I already questioned people why they took so many medication when I was really still in, you know, uh, like, like seven, eight years old. Why you give your child a bottle while you have breast milk? My mother is very embarrassing for my mother, but I, I question people and I had an opinion about everything and people ask me for advice and sometimes it was embarrassing for them that they say, Oh my god, I'm asking marriage advice to a child of eleven years old. And then I realized also like yeah, you're weird. But at the moment they asked, I thought it was a normal thing, you know. But I could not adv- ask advice to my mother because she would say, Barbara, why you ask me? You're older than me. She says, I'm 30, you're 300. And I was like, my mother is weird, you know? But I'm grown into it, you know? And because of my life was not always that easy, I became quite self-experienced in problem solving, you know, because number one in my life and I think in everybody's life is being just happy, you know, make life simple and happy. And then you find a way to, you know, to bring that happiness in and not stuck with um, sadness or anger or fear or ego, you know, so.
0: Mm -hmm. Exactly, yeah. And that being in that life that's not always easy, that challenge that kind of pushes you to find the answers, to find a way through. Yes,
1: yes, yes. Standing or falling, you know, that's the choice, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's always it's a choice or it's it isn't until you realize it is. <laughs> you find the tools to stand.
1: Yes, yes.
0: And so people were asking you when you were 13 uh, for marriage advice?
1: Yes. All kinds of <laughs> advice.
0: <laughs> All kinds of advice. So you've constant you've you've always been this kind of wellspring of knowledge and and you had the the confidence to share it because a lot of 13-year-olds wouldn't be that confident to point out things that don't make sense to them in the world.
1: Yeah, I didn't feel I didn't feel like that, but it was it came naturally. I just felt responsible for everything that moved around me. I felt responsible for my mother when I was 5 years old. You know, I If she didn't know what to do, I knew what to do. I I took responsibility. I just took responsibility from her on me so she didn't have to cope with it. I I just felt responsible for everything that moved around me, and I felt also responsible that they were happy.
0: Yeah, it's a a big burden to bear.
1: Yes, it is. It is. But lucky I didn't realize that.
0: Yeah, that you didn't realize it was a burden at the time?
1: Yeah. That came later, of course, when you're more conscious uh, and more grown up that you think, oh my God, you know, Mm. I became sick. And so, and because you upload too much and I didn't realize that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's something that I think so many children do. We love our family. We care about, and then we try to take on that pain. And then of course, (laughs) because that's, it's, it's hard to carry someone else's pain when it's theirs to carry.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And for me, people were like glass. I could see through them like glass. I could see their pain, their emotion. I could see their sickness before it even was reality in life, you know, like, so I I felt always that I had to save everybody what I, that I could, you know, I always came home with stories to my mother, like in a supermarket, there was a man in front of me and, uh, He has children and his family. And then she says, did you talk to the man? I say, no, but I I know, you know, I could just read Mm. his story that he was standing in front of me, you know.
0: Mm -hmm. So you have this ability, this sort of like psychic and empathic sense to to feel into what's going on with people.
1: Yes, yes, but I don't have, I don't know where is the on and off button, button. It, it pops up whenever it wants to. And I, um, I think I realized through the years that, it, that I think, oh, I'm not that weird. It's just, you know, spirit or something that's giving me this info or because, you know, how can I know? You know, how can I? So it's a mixture, I think, of, uh, intuition and uh you know like have a kind of contact with energies that speak to through me to me through me
0: mm-hmm. yeah absolutely sounds like a gift a gift to be able to sense into the subtle and to work with those energies to understand and help
1: yeah i i heard that a lot uh, many times when when i i since i'm 11 i get the one sickness after the other. And there were like immediately elderly people's sickness. And uh, my mother understood very fast that doctors could not help me. So sometimes I end up with a paranormal gifted people and they say, you're so gifted, you're so gifted. And I was like, yes, blah, blah, blah. I don't feel like that.
0: <laughs> it doesn't feel like a gift.
1: Absolutely not. I felt like I was... Uh, far far from that you know i felt like this cluster of all kinds of things and far from gifted so i was like whoa uh, i don't understand this idea of being gifted yes
0: yeah what does it feel like now
1: it will always be like something that probably i will never accept 100 percent, because there are many people through the years who compliment me and 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 tried to put me on a a footstall. And I think the fact that I don't see it completely always as a gift, gift that keeps me, you know, on the ground, you know, I think I needed to also because, but I, I, I accepted more. I accepted more. I accepted more and more, Hmm. but it was a process.
0: Yeah, I believe it. Because there's a lot to work with when you're that young.
1: Yes, because it was not only the 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 people for me that were like glass, but I had connection with outer worlds. You know, I have um, multidimensional experiences since I was a child, and I was haunted. I was very scared, very scared. Every day, every day I was scared. I was never scared alone in the night outside of the house. I was scared in the house. So I had the opposite of other children. Children locked themselves in and closed the curtains and closed the doors. When I was babysitting, my brothers and my parents left the house. I opened the front door so that I could find a gateway out. I opened the back door. I opened the curtains. So for me, it was escape out of the house and not in the house, you know? So the fear was very, had a big impact. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I would imagine. Because in the world that you were seeing was very different from the world that those around you were seeing. Yes. And and it's, it's really, it's a common thing for people who do have those senses, those ability to tune in with so much more that is subtle to have that kind of be overwhelming especially when you're young and you don't know how to work with it yet and it's there (laughs) whether you like it or not
1: yes i just deal with it practically daily and there was not really somebody i could talk to and if i tried to talk to my mother she just uh, make me understand barbara i don't understand you don't talk to me about that because you scare me i'm already scared of you so don't scare me more you know you're the weird child she said to me, uh, when you were born, I'd say, this child come from another planet or from the devil. She said to my father,
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know where she come from. You felt different and you were different.
1: Yes, I felt different, but I, wanted, I didn't want to be different. I just wanted to be normal, <laughs> but it didn't work really.
0: Yeah, we all want to be normal when we're kids. We all want to fit in and it's painful to feel different. It's like part of belonging when you're young is so important. Yes, yes and so you've you've had this ability, this gift, and then it it is it's interesting too, because our society it seems in so many parts of the world there is that fear around it, that fear around understanding what that gift is or even seeing it as a gift rather than just being afraid of the unknown and you know, with people all over the world when they have been like in different cultures, those who are seen as shamans, they were often kind of feared by people and <laughs> within the culture because they didn't really understand fully what was going on. They're kind of living between two worlds or multiple worlds. And um, it was so unfamiliar to people that they had fear on that. And then there's all of the stories around religions and religious fears that have been created around, you know, the witch hunt. And so there's all kinds of stories floating around society of, of how we should live and what we should experience, of how much we should perceive. But I don't personally subscribe to most of those stories I just kind of subscribe to what feels true and right to me and in my body
1: yeah I think that's also part of the process you know that you've been labeled for example since a child that you're weird that's a big part of the process that you learn fast about compassion you know that you see that people don't understand you they think you're weird and from from when I was Little, I had compassion for them, you know. I was like, I could accept that. I had a conversation with God, mostly on the toilet. And then I told, I asked, or I told God, like, God, it's no problem, you know, that my mom don't understand. It's no problem. Don't be angry with her. I'm not angry with her. You know, this is also this, this part of this process that needs to be, you know, because somehow I know that, being a coach is my calling and the number one is compassion the number one is have love for anybody who comes in front of me like unconditional love like it's my child it's my mother it's my sister it's my brother it's my it's my friend you know so and and this is needed this is needed so i yeah that was part of the the process you know like being being a be, seen as the weird one and the outsider.
0: I think what you said is so beautiful. You know, I, it's such a good point, you know, that having compassion for everyone and I feel like when you are one of those people who are not easily put inside of a box, who are not easily labeled, who don't have a obvious place as far as society is concerned, then it does push you to have that compassion because you know what it feels like to to be different and and to work through that and then find come to a place of peace with that where oh it's okay to be different for me and for everyone kind of what makes us interesting
1: it took me years to accept from me that i was a weird one but i could accept it from others that that was the first lead for me you know yeah
0: Mm -hmm. Well, it's, it's a good question too. Of Like, what is weird? You know, our society is pretty weird. We do, we do a lot of weird. And then we live in different parts of the world and I can't speak to the culture so much in Valley as I can to North America, but you know, we have all kinds of beliefs and we do all kinds of strange things and dysfunctional and often destructive things to ourselves, to each other, to the environment. Maybe it's okay to be weird and not, just like everyone else in that. <laughs> Maybe that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I think, yeah, every person have, you know, every person have something weird or special, you know, and, you know, sometimes I see when you see the, for example, the most ordinary people and you keep looking at them, then you see all kinds of these special gifts or special, you know, uh, things are popping up, uh, you know, the way they smile or the way they look out their eyes. You know, everybody have you know something going on. You know,
0: yeah, and that, yeah, it's beautiful to see that. It's those are those yeah. things where like people let their guard down. And they just let some of their spirit shine through, and that's what makes it so beautiful and interesting. That everyone comes in with their own gifts to share, and even the you know, <laughs> the people who think that they aren't. They don't have gifts. They aren't gifted in any way. It's like, oh my goodness, you just you just need to see. <laughs> you just need to give yourself permission to reconnect with that part of yourself that is so powerful and beautiful. Exactly.
1: People don't know. I I with the with the tattoo connected with a tattoo, I make guidelines, and they are based on numbers. So I I don't I will not call myself a numerologist, but I make um, abstract based on people's numbers, their birthday. Um, their their name. And then when I give the profile to the people and I say, this is who you are, they look at me like I'm a liar. Like, why are you so positive about me? And I say, I don't think you're here really, right? Because I say the negative things too. Yeah, but it's so positive. I say, it sounds positive because till now you probably didn't know who you are and what your talents are. I say, if I would ask you to write two columns on a, on a whiteboard... Uh, in red and blue, the positive things about yourself and the negatives. I, I would surely know already up front that the line of the red things will be much longer as the blue line, you know. And and that's why maybe it's good that you hear it for once and for all, what is your talents too that you have no idea about. People, they, yeah, they don't know what kind of talents they have in general, seen, I notice.
0: Yeah, it's so, so true. And it's like our our mind has this tendency to focus on the negative and is also part of this perceived humility to not take, you know, to not claim things that are good about you. But I think claim the good things, you know, pay attention to the good things and things that are working because then your mind will find more of that and align with more of that. Yeah that self-love and that gratitude is it's a frequency as we shift into that frequency, it opens, it allows the gifts to flow through even more easily. Yeah. It's beautiful that you do. So you do tattoos with numbers with their, with different, uh, is it astrological numbers?
1: Um, Yeah. I, I, I calculate four numbers based on the people's birth date and on their complete birth name, the official birth name. And then I have four numbers uh, about what is in their, what lives in their soul, what is their soul purpose, what is their life path, what is their personality, and what, how do they express themselves in the outer world? And then I make a connection between these four numbers, telling them, you know, this talent goes against this talent, and that's why sometimes you feel confused inside. So I, I make a profile that I show them sometimes you have little work going on. That's because in this number, you're strong with that. And in that number, it's, you know, you're know, you not that strong and it's fighting. And then people get to see very clearly, oh my God, now I know why my, I fight with my ex-husband about that and that because now I see, you know, or in this job, you know. And based on that, I let my intuition speak and then I make a one-line drawing a one-line drawing and it's a kind of one-line abstract and I can read the lines. I can say to the people, listen, this line, this line is this in your personality. And it's a kind of personal symbol that people can choose to have tattooed or not, or make a jewel out of it. But for me, everything is energy and it surely influenced them energetically that they walk with their talents and a reminder energetically. And you know, maybe visual, that they don't forget who they are and what, what is their possibilities, you know. Mm,
0: I couldn't imagine a more personalized tattoo.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. But I say to people, you don't have to get it tattooed. You can just keep it as a drawing on your wall or or you can make a, a jewel of it, you know. It's everybody's wish, you know, everybody's own.
0: I love what you said, though, how, you know, when they, if they do choose to get a tattooed on them, when they look at it, they can be reminded of all of these, you know, special things about themselves.
1: Yes, it's not only look at it, it's also the feel. I know people, they tell me after, you know, like, even they not aware that the tattoo is there, because sometimes you just forget you have a tattoo, because you don't feel it, it's not like a jewel, it's a part of you, you know, you know that, yeah? So. And they say, but it changed my life. It works somehow in me. Even they didn't came with that belief or so. And some people they have really write, like great stories, you know, like wow, you know, um, they connect with it energetically because it's tattooed with a certain intention, you know, the the line have an intention. It's tattooed with a certain intention, and they are also wondrous about it. So the whole. The whole uh, sum of everything makes that it has an energetic value for the people who get it, you know? Mm,
0: that's beautiful. It sounds like a it's a talisman in tattoo form. It's been g- given this intention and the movement of the line is this flow of energy that's helping them to tune in with that frequency of of this part of themselves.
1: Yes, yes. And it's um, it's sometimes really amazing. I want to tell you a little story. Can I?
0: Yes, please. <laughs> there was
1: a girl, and she was in Thailand, and she met the girl, and she says, I'm going to go to Bali, and the girl says, oh, really? If you go to Bali, you have to visit uh, Barbara. She made guidelines, and she told about these guidelines, and the girl says, oh, yeah, maybe I do that. Then she moved to Bali, and she went to Uluwatu, and there she met a guy from Australia, and, uh, and the guy said, what's your What's your next stop? And she says, Ubud. If you go to Ubud, you should see Barbara. She makes guidelines. She says, oh, my God, somebody already (laughs) told me in Thailand. So she came and see me. And I say, oh, what a story. And she says, yes. And then I made a guideline for her. And she was kind of like, like a bit shocked. And I say, I said beforehand, I put in this line, By intuition, what I see in your numbers, but the lines will also reveal things about you that I don't know, which is personal for you. But you have to turn the, the abstract around and you will see things that is personal that I don't know. And she gets to see the guideline and she was like shocked. And I, she says, Barbara, is that an L? And is that an F? I say, Oh, (laughs) yeah, it looks like it. She says, that's my sister. Her sister, who died a couple of years ago, her name was Laura, and then something with an F. And I say, oh, she says, that's so amazing, because I have to tell you, since my sister died, my friends say, she's not gone. You know, we know about it. If people die, they're not gone. You just have to ask them to give signals and then they will give you signals and then you know your sister is still there. So every night she says, Laura, if I put my lipstick here, can you tomorrow morning see that the lipstick is somewhere else so I know you're here? And yes, it happened. So every night, Laura, if I put my uh, bag here, can you replace my bag there? Then I know you're here. And one day the mother, she go to a big meeting of a paranormal on stage who connect with people who have people who are... Passed over to uh, the other side, and she called out uh, the mother of Laura, da, da, da. <laughs> and the mother says, "Oh, that's me." She says, "Okay, uh, it's your daughter, but she don't have a message for you. The message is for her younger sister." And the mother, okay, she says, um, she says, say to my younger sister that she stop keeping me so busy and let me in peace. You know, she already know that I'm here and stop making me moving objects and so you know and the mother was like oh my god and she says to her sister you have to stop doing what you're doing your sister say that you 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 don't leave her in peace and she says i stopped doing it and now she comes back here in the
0: guideline yeah so nice yeah wow (laughs) oh my goodness well, and now her sister doesn't have to do all that work of moving stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah! So funny, <laughs> there so funny,
1: so funny. <laughs>
0: oh, that's so interesting. That's, I love that. There's, the message from the other side is stop bothering your sister. Yes, yes.
1: <laughs> I'm here now. I'm with you. I will walk with you. I'm everywhere you go.
0: Yes, and how that's so beautiful that she has that with her. This this physical part of her with her yes. now. The lines just showed you that. So you just let that. Yeah,
1: I had no idea. Yes, I had no idea because I make a, I make this line and I see abstracts, you know, and I can explain the lines. But I tell the people for who is the line, I say, look at the interaction of the lines. You will see connection there. And people say, for example, there was a guy who says, wow, Barbara, this looks really like a sailing boat. And sailing is my thing. And there's a girl that says, Barbara, look, if you turn the – the, uh, the design to the other direction, you see clearly, I say, oh, yeah, it's a bird and a plane. But I didn't draw a bird or a plane. She says, birds and planes are so important for me. So <laughs> everybody see, not everybody, but most of people see something in it that, you know, that it's so personal for them, you know. But I have no idea about that. It just pops up, you know.
0: Well, and they see what what is important to them, what they need to see yes, in
1: it. Yes, yes. And for them, it's like a bit like a confirmation, like, oh my God, probably, you know, like I can rely, rely on the, on the, on the guideline, on the explanation. I can rely on what is given to me because there's something very personal in it that the woman, that Barbara don't know probably it's a little sign to themselves. Like you can take this information as serious.
0: In allowing it to be an abstract piece, it's like you create space for the messages to come through. Yes, it's like our minds. You know, we want like when it's so literal, there's not as much room for people to like find the meaning and the message inside yeah. of it. Yeah. So where can people find your tattoo shop?
1: We are in Ubud in uh, central Ubud, and we are on Instagram. We are the Pink Lotus Tattoo and Fine Art Shop. And um, some people, they, they hear about the guidelines and they, they don't see the possibility to come to Bali. And they contact me on Instagram through my Instagram on my name or through um, the Pink Lotus uh, Instagram. And they ask a guideline online. And that's possible too. They just give me a small recording, a voice recording that I can connect with their voice. And they send me a picture so I can see who they are. They give me their full name, their birth date, and then I send it by email. You know, it's uh, that's also done because some people, they don't have access to come here. But it's not necessary. It works online, too, you know. Yes. But uh, people can find us on Instagram uh, under Pink Lotus Tattoo and Fine Art on, or under my name, uh, Frank Colton Barbara, on Instagram yes
0: Beautiful. yes yeah we're in a connected world now don't need to physically be there to receive the benefits of exactly goods. exactly yeah thank goodness and it's it's funny like there's a, slightly a, a magical energy there i remember it was, it was the very first night we got to um ubud it was like our first day in bali and we were walking by our tattoo shop and um, it was you and Joko's tattoo shop. And I looked, I looked in and I was like, Oh, it's time for me to get my tattoo, my first tattoo. <laughs> and I was like, this, this magnetic pull that just like, I meant to go in here. And I think a big part of it was because I was meant to meet you <laughs> like, and then getting to spend time with you and, and see Bali through your eyes was probably my favorite part of being in Bali, Um, because you have this beautiful connection with the land, with um, the spirits there and with the energy there, that you know, it's not something that a tourist would be able to just pick up, you know, without without that awareness that you have. So I'm so grateful to you still for that.
1: Well, thank you, thank you. I will never forget that moment that we sit on the couch together, and your husband uh, was with us outside, and I felt this, you know, like uh, this. Strong connection with you, like I don't have a sister in real life, but I felt like oh she's my sis, she's my sister, mm-hmm. you know, like a soul mm-hmm. sister, you know, like I felt so understood, you know that I felt so completely understood by you within the within that moment, like the totality of everything I felt so as a blessing, so as a blessing it's it feels yeah. so comfortable to feel that you have you know, somebody who comes from the other side of the world in front of you and, and you feel completely understood.
0: <laughs> it's like, yes,
1: that was so nice.
0: It was so nice. And that's such a gift for me too because I'm also a weird person. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you know. Yes. I felt so understood by you. And I was like, oh, it feels like I'm home with, with someone who, I, who we can, I can truly connect with unfiltered. And it's so freeing and just so heart-opening to get to have that time together.
1: <laughs> I never forget the look on your husband's face. I looked at him oh, and the what way... It looked like? Yeah, he looked at us like, wow. You know, like, I saw that, that he was so happy. I saw that he was mm. so happy. He's... Because I could see that he knows you really well, and he, and he felt I, I can see how happy he was. Like, wow, nice.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> I never, I never forget that.
0: <laughs> he does know me really well, and I can imagine him being just so happy for us getting to have that moment. Because, yeah, it's not, it's not every day that you meet someone who's weird in the ways that you're weird. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> get each other's you totally get each other's weirdness, yes, because, like, yes ah <laughs> oh, that's cool, yeah, I love that. And so you do so many things, Barbara, and you have so many gifts and you help people in so many ways. And so you do these incredible line tattoos. and then what else what else do you do? Tell me more about your coaching,
1: yeah, the coaching i I worked as a coach, frankly, um, as long as I remember. But it's it started taking more form since I'm maybe 20, 21 years old. And then I worked a lot with backflowers and I had a backup of herbs. Mm. I didn't study about them. It just came to me, the information. And then through the years, I, um, when I get older, the information gets so intense that I did not know what to do anymore with it. Like, It didn't feel like a blessing, but more like a curse when I knew that people were going to die, that something was going to happen, and I could not save them. You know, I see a woman die. I knew that she's going to die. There was no sign of sickness that she knew about, but I already could see it, and I saw, you know, what's going to happen, and I could not save her, and she left you know, five children behind. And I felt so frustrated. Why should I know things that if I cannot save them? I felt it it haunted me. The woman keep showing up also every day in my house that I say, what do you want from me? you know, and when I went to somebody for help, she says, um, it's best you go to this kind of school it's a school of psycho energetic um development and there you have an intuit, intuitive um how you say um uh, so you list yourself, you completely, you know, go through all the layers of who is you and what is the other people and what is you, what is from you. And we learn about we learned about energetic readings, healings. And all these things, and normally the school takes six years, but after three years they took they throw me out uh, uh, because uh they say, "Barbara, you're finished here," and I say, "What do you mean?" <laughs> and they say uh we cannot we cannot help you any further. It's you become a teacher or you step out of the program." I thought that was hilarious, like "No, no, I'm not finished here, and they say, "You're on your own um." Uh, this is your way. So I accepted that. Wow. So, yes. So I, I I didn't use exactly the forms that I learned from them, but they pop up sometimes when people are in front of me when I need it. You know, I will not, not ever say, for example, that I'm a healer or a reader um, because the information for me comes from so many directions that I cannot pinpoint it, and I don't know where's the on and off button, you know. So, mm-hmm. I, um, when the word coach came up through the years, be- because before it, people didn't call me a coach, for example, they say, Oh, she's a therapist, or yeah, they call me all kinds of names. But for me, the coach, the name coach was the most uh, logic approach, you know, like not scare people or not make that people have uh, too much expectations that I'm going to give them a future profile of what's going to happen in love and money and so, but work more in the now. What can we do in the now? So for many years I worked for free because I, I had a job and I didn't need the money and I didn't do it for money. I did it because there was just a request and I followed it up. But when I came to Indonesia, I realized that I could not could not do that anymore. I could not you know live divided like that anymore, and I made a choice just to work as a coach, you know And then I approached it more professionally, also because i I guided many people through the years that uh, I saw that because they didn't pay. it's like they had a lack of, um, you know, taking things seriously, you know. And other people who were in the same work as me, they say, Barbara, it's going to be very frustrating for you if you see that people don't follow up because there needs to be a balance, a give and take. And if they don't feel that they have to do something for it, they take it for granted. And then in the end, I felt so sometimes frustrating that they get more sick and they didn't listen. And, you know, I cannot live like that to take it all in my, you know, to my sleep or in my system to take responsibility. And therefore I saw also the necessity to, to make people understand this is needed. And I I think it really works well, you know? So.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I couldn't agree more. It's that, You know, this kind of work, this sort of like helping people to heal and and connecting with your intuition and all of the intelligent consciousness around you, it's a really old kind of healing. And, you know, there there can be this this sort of almost expectation of altruism to do it for free. But, you know, the problems with that is it doesn't fill your cup up because you're deserving of um, abundant life. And then, like you pointed out so perfectly, if if they don't invest in it, then they don't really make that choice to value it and to value themselves. It's like when they give that money, that energetic exchange, then they are really choosing to take their healing seriously, take their health and wellness seriously.
1: Yeah, yeah, it works like that. It's like when somebody buy buy a pair of shoes and they pay more money for it than they normally do. They cherish the shoes, they polish them and normally they don't polish shoes anymore in these days, but then they will take care. But when they buy just more cheaper shoes, they, you know, they just, you know, lie around and they will not keep an eye too much on these shoes. You know, I, I see it a bit like this. You know, they they pay for something for themselves. Like I'm I'm doing this for myself, and they respect it. They and I ask them to take notes because sometimes so many things are said through a session. Take notes, and they do that and they follow up. You know, because mm-hmm. you know they say I pay for this and this is for me, and I'm I'm going to do this. I'm, I I want to achieve you know results. You know, mm-hmm. Well, I see a big difference in that, that it's just the uh, uh, a conversation you know that and yeah it's it's I don't want to say that people just always take it for granted but sometimes yes it happens like that and it's in no, nobody's benefits
0: exactly exactly it it's about helping them to decide to to work on their life and themselves because it's really like ultimately everyone does their own healing and you guide them to that place but it's it's still a choice that they have to make.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. I I do see myself like that. Like, like I'm just a temporary tool in people's life, even not a tool, you know, even uh, I don't frankly know what I am, but you know, it's them who do everything when they praise me, like Barbara, you really helped me. You did it. You you make it happen. And I say, I don't think you understand the coaching really well because uh, you did it yourself. you, took the decision to come and see me you took this decision that you wanted to have change so you created me in your life as a tool you know it's not mm-hmm. that i popped yeah. up on your front door and say i'm coming here to help you <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello i'm barbara and i come to change your life <laughs> <laughs> That'd
0: be <a> great opening. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> But yeah, it's true, and it's like that old saying: when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And it's like when when the person is ready to go on their journey, then the guide will appear, and then, there you were. Yeah, yeah, and I, I like what you said too about um, coaching and wanting to focus more in the now, as opposed to the future. And yes. Yeah. Do you find a lot of people who are coming to you wanted to know about the future instead of instead of look at the now?
1: Especially in Indonesia, uh, mm-hmm. because the difference between the European people and the Indonesian people is the Indonesian people can see and they can see the color of my aura or they can see something with me and they will like whisper to each other. She have a gift, she has a gift, she's indigo, or she's this or that. And it makes that they will base their questions on what they think, what they think about me. You know, they label me already before they come and see me. So they will ask me about what is the future, what is it gonna bring, you know, and they wanna know. They wanna know. And I always say, I don't know, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but the moment I'm in refusal, like I don't know, I don't know, sometimes information comes through. Uh, and I start suddenly talking about things, but that's it's because it's permitted so, or it's maybe spirit wants so, you know. Because maybe mm-hmm. it's something they have to know, but I'm not gonna look for it, no.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just open to receive if it wants to come, but yes, need to seek it out.
1: People are very anxious to know about love and money, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> but there is always a logic to it, you know. If people are in a lot of fear and doubt, then I say, wow, you don't have to be a paranormal to know what is the outcome of your attitude. If you put a lot of fear in your thinking, in your your living your daily life, then you can know that you're already creating your future with a lot of fear too. If you say, I try, I try, I hope, I hope, yeah, don't expect to have results. But if you say, I really want that for me and it's going to happen, you know, I trust, I trust then you can expect really result. You know, if you base your life on trust, you know, don't see yourself as a, as a sometimes I say to people, I think you think there's somewhere a book written uh, with your name on it. Everybody can be happy, have money, abundance, happiness, except for this girl. No, it's not for her. It's for all the rest of the world, but not for her. I think you think they, there is a book like that with your name on it, you know. You know, there is abundance and everything and love and everything for everybody. It's just that we, we know how to tap into with first acceptance and trust. You know, people put their trust into other people, but they forget that number one trust is first trust with yourself and trust with life. Because, you know, all these trusting people after they feel betrayed and they're going to put a responsibility with that other person. But when you trust yourself and trust life, then you take responsibility. I trust myself that I married the right guy. I didn't marry my man because I trusted him. No, I I married him because I trusted myself that I married the right guy. And if he, after a while, changes and something happens, I'm not going to hold it against him. I'm going to say it's time, you know, it's... But I'm going to still be very happy that I married him, but I will see it like, you know, process, you know, change, you know, but therefore I don't have to hold him accountable for my happiness.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Well said. And I love that you say, you know, it is, it's a, it's just makes sense. You know, you you can, you can tune into all of these things and psychic gifts and then also just look at you know the life you're living and the way that you're taking ownership for it or not, and then just seeing how the natural effects that that will be that will be created from that.
1: Yes, how interested are people in their own life to make their life like it feels good to them. Everybody has that possibility, but it's just the interest. How interested are you in your own life? How interested are you? to feel happy. You don't have to be happy 24 hours, you don't have to be happy all the time, but yet you feel every moment this this bliss, you know, this moment of happiness that I say, I'm alive, you know, I can walk, talk, I can eat, I have friends, I have love, you know, that you feel like I have something to work with, you know, and I am interested. To have this happy life and if you mm-hmm. if people have that that's from there on they can go anywhere you know then then everything will fall into place
0: mm-hmm. absolutely because a lot of people are really interested in the problems where it's like shifting that focus yes mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> really, well <said. laughs> really well said they are really well said they're interested in the problems <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: Well, and you as well. Like I love, you know, it's that, it's it's the becoming interested in your happy life, becoming interested in a life that feels good. And then, uh, you know, you love that you mentioned too, like so many, it's it's not that everyone else gets to have all of these wonderful things and this wonderful life and happiness, but not you. Like nothing, I don't know. I think the universe made that rule anywhere. (laughs) It's just realizing that, People can have that, that they're deserving of that, worthy of that.
1: Yes. 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 I sometimes, I think that people underestimate, you know, the happiness that lies within people. Like for example, when people see a child begging on the street, they look at that child with, you know, with eyes of worry, like, Oh, that child, and nothing good will come from it and it has no love. And, but they don't, they don't see for what that child already has. The child is, is healthy, have two arms, two legs, can talk and have so many potential. And that child for sure has also its moments in the day of happiness. And our responsibility is to look with trust and with love at that child like, and say to that child and recognize it and look at it and smile and say with our heart, you can be anybody who you want to. You know, and that for me is love. But if we look at that child with worry, that is radically fear, sending fear to that child like, yeah, you're sitting there. There's not much that can, you know, come from your life because you don't have the possibilities. We cannot underestimate that every person that we meet in no matter what kind of situation will have their point or their moment in life that they know what is happiness, you know. And it's not up to us to decide that you know it's not up to us if we don't see it maybe it's have to more with to do with us you know than than with the person that we look at you know
0: yeah well said and it's is that having that that trust that faith that knowing that it isn't up to us and just knowing that there's so much more going on in life and in the universe and in each person's life and in on their journey that we couldn't possibly know everything that's happening or should happen or control it it's just trusting that you know life has been moving and living for a lot longer than each of us has <laughs> and just trusting yes. that life has that intelligence and knows what to do and knows how to move forward because Look! Look at this beautiful planet that we live on. Look at this incredible solar system we're in. Look at how intelligent life is to create this, to have created this experience that we get to be in, and then just yeah. to have that faith in it. Of look! It, look! Look how much is around. Look how! Look what's good around you and in you.
1: It's exactly what you say. You know, like life it was there before and after us. When people come and see me, for example, and when they have a problem but not immediately the solution, then I say the most um, precious key to hold at that moment is trust. You don't see how it's going to work out, you don't know where the solution comes from, but if you base yourself completely, I trust life that a solution will come. Life have see more the possibilities of what solutions is there for you and possibilities than we. We are so limited because of who we are, but life isn't. So if we have this knowledge that life knows better, life knows everything, and we don't, then we just put our, our trust in life and say, okay, I have this situation and I accept it, and life will give me a solution, and I don't have to look for it. I don't have to look to the left or to the right or looking how it's going to look like. I am just can be wondrous how life is going to arrange this because it will be arranged and you will get confirmation very fast because that is, you know, connecting to this network of energies that clicks and that everything falls into place. And that's magic. That's magic. And that's, that's life, you know?
0: Mm, beautifully said. I couldn't agree more. And I love that you said wondrous. You know, how much do we let ourselves have really have a feeling of wonder we come into the world so full of it and we get busy and have obligations throughout life and just coming back to that place that we come into of just the sense of pure wonder at how at all the magic of life and when you allow it to be magical and when you have that faith like you said you don't have to go looking for it or figure it all out it's just trusting that it will come and just seeing how it shows up in what way and just being open and enjoying the magic of that and working with life to to bring that to you. It's beautiful. And I also love that you said, um, I really love the analogy of, you know, if there's a child that was begging on the street and that reflex would be to feel bad for them. and But it's like, well, <laughs> they're a powerful being. And yeah, there's parts of their life that struggle, but you're right. Like, look at their healthy body. Look at their having this experience of life. They're their breathing, they're moving. Look how incredible they are. And I love that, you know, when you see that in them, when you see the power of someone, it helps you to draw it out of them. When you said, you know, you'd say you could be anything you want and they could be, but if someone's busy pitying them, they're seeing the worst. But when you're seeing the powerful part of them, that they could be anything they want. It helps them to see that too. It's like if it's like a frequency that you help them to come into of their own power. It's a sign of a great coach too, <laughs> uh-huh. seeing the magic in someone and helping them to see that too.
1: I think every seed we plant in any kind of person, you know, we plant a little seed in in a child that we see on the street. We plant a seed of love and. And from our heart, we say, you are everything. You can be everything. That seed will grow. That seed, because that child cannot take that seed out with the ego and say, I don't want that seed. You know, it's it's planted there. And that seed will grow like a seed in the ground. It doesn't know it's going to be a, a bean, a flower, or a tree. The, the seed will grow. And that's with a seed of love, too. You plant a seed. In, in a child or in somebody that you meet, that seed will grow and will have its way, you know, to find its way. So it's, it's for me very important that we see people on the street who are in bad, bad situations, that we don't see it only as a bad situation, but we see it as a part of their journey with compassion. And we send them love and say, I know you're there, but I know that you have all possibilities, all, because we are all rich and poor in something. There is nobody who is rich in everything, and there is nobody who is poor in everything. That doesn't exist. That doesn't exist. That's an illusion. Everybody's rich and poor in something.
0: Powerful words, beautifully said, and it's it's so true, and when you when you have that level of awareness of realizing that you're planting seeds all the time, you know, and, and to choose to plant seeds of love and support, to let go of stories of pity or stories of seeing the worst of things, and to instead send them love. That's such a transformative energy and such a different way of engaging with the world that can that, that lifts it up instead of keeps instead of keeping it the same or lowering it it's a way of seeing it and lifting it up yeah 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 beautiful because i think people forget just how powerful they are they forget that you know their thoughts have an energy an electromagnetic energy that goes out and you know others can feel in a subtle way and when you magnify that with All of the people that perceive each of us, all of those feelings of other people, can kind of feel that those layers. But what if we continue to send each other love, to continue to see the best in each other? What kind of world would we be living in then? Probably a different one. Yeah. 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 It's powerful. This is why I'm so glad (laughs) I got to talk with you. (laughs) So much wisdom.
1: (laughs) Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thank you for
0: sharing it.
1: I don't always feel like that, you know, because uh, I I'm 54. Um You do
0: not you did not I would not have guessed you were 54.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. And and that's I think a bit the mix of the Asian blood that sometimes people also my size, you know, I'm not so tall. And then mm-hmm. um people um they sometimes uh, think I'm much younger, but then I say I'm far, f- young from far, but far from young. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: you have that. Well, apparently you were 300 when you were 13, so you're a very old soul, but <laughs> you, you look young in this life. Yeah, you have that eternal youth thing going.
1: <laughs> Emotionally, I still yeah. feel 12. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, that's what that's something I was going to say. I think mean, it's part of what makes you seem young is you have this really youthful, joyful spirit. And I feel like that's a goal, you know, to 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 grow in wisdom, and then also to have that innocence and that wonder with life. Like that's just just being authentic and being in the moment, and it's so beautiful to still have that.
1: Yes, and also risky. Like when you come on a podcast like this, then I say to myself don't say something stupid, don't <laughs> say something stupid, you know, uh, don't, don't do stupid, don't say something ridiculous, you know, because that's possible.
0: But you know, I think that's what I love about you is that we would all have those thoughts. You know, we'd all think those thoughts before going into um, an interview or podcast, um, but you're just so authentic. <laughs> you <just laughs> express yourself so clearly. And that's just like, it's the innocence there. And, you know, think about, you know, how much people will repress and filter what they're feeling and thinking, and then it gets bottled up inside and creates all kinds of problems. But you can just be and express as you think and feel. It's just a better flow to to be in life, I feel.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because the moment it go wrong, I think Barbara, it go wrong, and I, it's like a train. I cannot stop myself anymore because I think it go wrong. I say stupid things, stop it, and it get worse. You know? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah.
0: That's, the, that's that's the mind. It gets it goes down. It's it's rabbit holes and it's patterns, and then it's like, okay, well, how do I how do I rein it back in? And I feel like that's the. It's like it's a gradual thing, you know. It's like okay, I reined it in. Um, Within, you know, within in a shorter period of time, it's like, you know, instead of striving for the sense of perfection, it's just noticing progress. And I, when I did a uh, Vipassana meditation, they would say, Oh, you're doing good if you realize your mind has wandered within 20 minutes instead of within an hour. <laughs> wow. like, I should know all the time, but like, no, 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 <laughs> just accept where your mind is at and just bring it back when you realize it's going off. It's gone somewhere. It's like, oh, just celebrate that you have this awareness again, that it's back. Because that's just—we all have these monkey minds, and we're all, you know, most of us are working on training them, and with our awareness. And it's just—it's a—it's a a gradual process.
1: I have a whole family of monkeys inside of me. I think.
0: (laughs) <laughs> well you live near a monkey forest too <laughs>
1: yeah 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 maybe it's that <laughs> <laughs> oh. they wander now in the city yeah they wander in the city now the monkeys they yes. go out of Mon- the monkey forest looking they're
0: for food the oh, are they not feeding them there as much anymore they're just no getting hungry?
1: no yes yes
0: mm. the monkeys there scare me I, I, <laughs> I keep my distance they're amazing and incredible to watch um but I I try not to bother them
1: <laughs> yeah me neither I I run from them you know if I see a far, yeah. because they they have like all kinds of diseases and so and it is a fact you know
0: yeah, um, yeah. you don't have to go and get a, a shot or something after you get bit yeah
1: yeah rabies but. and so
0: yeah yeah exactly um so with your coaching how do people work with you do they like come and see you? Do you work online? How does that work?
1: Yeah, uh, in the early years, <laughs> in the early days, people come and see me. But now the last years, I work most of the time online. Mm-hmm. And that is a bit also up to people. Some people, they take even a plane to come and see me when they come from Jakarta or so, or people that mm-hmm. are on a holiday and they know about me, they come and see me personal. But, uh, some people, they sign up for, uh, a month by month coaching, like they want a month session and then, you know, see how it goes and to a couple of months, even up to a year. But, uh, other people, they just want, they have a very clear, uh, problems situation, you know, um, at work, uh, in their household. And they need just one clear conversation about that. And sometimes I just have one session with people. That can be a session up to three, four hours, you know. And sometimes we take a break and we pick up again that same day. But they are they are done, you know. They are like they say, I, I know what to do, and that's also um, that's that happens also regularly. But this is people who uh, say I'm okay in my life, you know, everything's going well. But this is what bothers. Me and I need a solution for that. And they say uh, people tell me that uh, you always have an answer to everything. So I want to hear what you got to say. You know, like like that. Mm -hmm. You know.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have a name out there. People flying in to come and get a session. That's great. Yes,
1: yes, yes. I follow up people with um, different situations. You know, Um, some people have uh, PTSD or. They have uh, events in their life, you know, that they uh, don't really have trauma around, but you know, they they still struggle with it, with the death of somebody, you know, like uh, or you know, like personal attitudes in life, uh, getting bullied, uh, you know, Mm. it's it's uh, it's it's or you know, have trouble with growing up kids, you know, not to know how to deal with the kids or uh, I now help a couple helping them to divorce, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know?
0: Yeah, so they want to have a, for that.
1: yes. So I'm a mediator between them too, uh, that they, you know, they go through a, a nice divorce because there are children involved. But I, I follow more, you know, like it's not that I have a schedule for people because we never know how it's gonna work out. I just see what is in the moment, in the now, the most, uh, what needs to be looked at and talked about, you know?
0: Mm. Yeah. Love it. It's so fluid. Yes. So personalized. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And if someone, um, where's the best place for people to reach you for coaching, if they wanted to reach out to you?
1: Yes. I have a website. And the website calls uh, Problem Solving Happiness Coach dot mm-hmm. um, Weebly com dot Weebly dot com. Or they can find me on Instagram. Find Colton Barbara. Um, and they, they can find contact there, my contact number or email address. Or they can look on the website.
0: Beautiful. And I'll put that in the uh, show notes as well.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Oh my goodness. Thank you. You have so much wisdom and you've lived such an interesting life and you continue to live such an interesting life. It's such a pleasure to speak with you and to share in your energy. Do you have anything else that you want to say for the world? Any messages that you want to share?
1: Uh, What for me uh, feels at this moment very important in generally seeing in people's life is that everything what was before what worked for you before and doesn't work anymore. Don't try to fix it. Don't try to see like it has to continue. Things what happened before, the world is changing. So the most and foremost most important for me is that people be flexible. Be flexible. Go with the flow. Be flexible and follow your feeling. Your feeling and flexibility. Trust in yourself. And you can trust life 100%, trust life. Life created this platform with all possibilities. All that we want is there. So the most important is the acceptance of what your life is and the trust for what you want can happen. And the trust is the the, the, the biggest thing, you know. And always choose for love and not for fear. Love mm. and no fear.
0: Yes, yeah. beautifully said. Wise words. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for talking with me, Vipara.
1: Thank you so for so 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 very 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 much for inviting me. I feel very honored and blessed, and uh, I'm I'm very happy to be here. And thank you for your very uh, interesting questions and giving me space thank you very much
0: oh my goodness my pleasure thank you so much um it's it's always just so fun (laughs) getting to talk because it's refreshing and it's you're such a you're such a breath of fresh air because you're just so open and honest and genuine and it's so lovely to be in that energy to be in your energy and thank you for sharing your wisdom and thank you for all that you do and the tattoos and the artwork and the coaching and all that you've been doing since you were a young child. Yeah, <laughs> all, you to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, my dear. Um, thank you. And we will talk soon. All right. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being you and thank you for listening If you enjoyed today's podcast, I encourage you to leave us a review. Uh, We're on Apple iTunes, and you can go ahead and like, share, and subscribe while you're at it. Thank you so much. I'm Abigail Moss, and this is the My Body Free Podcast.